Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. Record is pressed. All there right. we go. We are officially recording. Woo! Yay. Awesome. Well? Well, here we are. Here we are again. Another week. Another consistency. Yep. 44. 44, getting close. Dang. Slowly creeping to 50. It's coming faster than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've just been doing. Yep. Just been doing. Every week, consistency, chopping at that tree, no matter what. I think, yep. I think last week we made a big cut. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a really good episode. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. I spent the last, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, doing nothing but listening to Rich Domlin and what was the other one? Uh, oh, Michael Pollan? Yeah, Pollan. Yeah. Yep. Nothing Two. but those episodes the last like week. Yeah, and also you went on vacation. I did. You did. How'd that go? And where did you go? It was amazing. We yeah. went down to who it was supposed to be Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, but we spent like ninety percent of the time in Pigeon Forge. Yeah. That's where all the fun stuff is. Yeah. Gatlinburg. Yeah, Gatlinburg now is just a lot of restaurants, bars and shops. It's not a lot of stuff for the kids to do. Yeah. But uh, one of the coolest things I think, I mean, it, it wasn't really worth the money because it's a new park. It just opened. So it's really small, but it's a place called Anakista. And it's just all about. Oh, yeah. It's a mountaintop amusement park. Yep. Oh, really? But it's all nature. That's pretty badass. So they had like a big garden with a 60 foot tower in the middle on top of a mountain. So you could see 360 degree view right in the middle of the Smokies. That's cool. Oh, nice. And then they had. Like rope bridges going between a bunch of trees. I took pictures. I'll show you. It's like 200 feet off the ground. You're just suspended on a rope bridge going Ooh. from tree to tree. Oh, nimbly bimbly. <laughs> and then, like a cat. <laughs> like they had tree houses and like little obstacle courses hanging off the side of the mountains and stuff for Dude, the kids to climb through. That cool. sounds like fun. It was. That scary as shit. <laughs> but it was real small. Like there wasn't a whole lot. Like we walked through the whole park in like three hours. Oh, dude, still. But it was Better fun. Than that's, a, that's a nice little activity, though. Yeah, like it was a three-hour event. Good way to start off the morning. But it was, I mean, it was more expensive than King's Island is. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was a lot of money to do that. But, yeah. but it was fun, and it was beautiful, man. Just the views and all the green. Yeah. Being in the trees and just, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. it Smiling, was, you can tell, brother. It was really just rejuvenating to be 
I like even though that. it was hot and sweaty and miserable to be in nature right in the midst of everything and have like a whole theme park around that and just oh, yeah. being in the trees and in the mountains and a theme park that just sets you up to enjoy that it was it was beautiful might have to go to that i think we saw an ad for it like on one of the billboards or whatever and uh, i just i really didn't know what it was but yeah yeah, you got to ride a ski lift all the way up the mountain. The kids were terrified. <laughs> Emma wasn't. Emma was like, she was sitting on the ski lift the whole time. Like, I wonder if I'll see a bear. I think that's a bear paw print. I see, right. I see a bear print. <laughs> that's awesome. And like, she just kept pretending like she could see bears. But the kids are so awesome. The kids are so resilient. The Colton man, Colton was so terrified, and so was my mom. So was Brittany's mom. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> they were so scared that we ended up riding just in a truck back down oh really yeah <laughs> i wanted to take the ski lift back down it was yeah. nice but should have had him pick you up down there well when we lift. when we were getting ready to leave the truck was right there oh, and if sure. we would have rode the ski lift it would have taken us three times as long to get back down right mm-hmm. so it was just kind of a That's fair. timing thing to make sure we had time to do other stuff but there's a lot of go-karts and a lot of arcades <laughs> a lot of just goofing off a lot of souvenirs Man, spent a lot of money getting kids like just souvenirs of random stuff, but and then we uh they had this mountain coaster. Oh, I love those on the mountain. And I thought the kids would be terrified of that, but Emma loved it. Man. Yeah, forty miles an hour down the side of a mountain. Those are so much fun, man. She was she was loving it. You can do all gas on those. You don't have to do a break. Yeah, like you can just. They fly tell you that it's, it's safe. And they tell you you're not gonna fall off. Yeah, and they tell you it's safe. You mm-hmm. could go full speed the whole way. Mm-hmm. It might scare you, but. Because they put natural hills in to break right. you and slow it down. Right, so right. All the physics and math it. involved in that. Video, but. Cool. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> they had one at Anakista too, but that was like the only real ride attraction. And the line was like an hour wait. Yeah. And we had already done one the day before. So we were just like, nah, we'll just go back and do the other one again. Right. So it was a lot of fun, man. Heck yeah, man. You look rejuvenated. And the view, man. That was beautiful. That cabin was. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing. And like. The fucking the best part about it, man. I mean, not necessarily the best part was just the view itself, but the best part was that Dollywood, 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 whatever yeah. it is, was smack dab in the middle of that view. Uh-huh. So every night, just like Kings Island, they would do fireworks, oh, and it was wow. just fucking perfectly framed nice. by the trees right off the balcony every night. So that's really awesome. Cool, man. We had a pool table and hot tub, and it was a smaller cabin than we thought for eight people. It served its purpose. We were only there from 9 o'clock at night till 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Right. Sounds like a good week, brother. Yeah, it's not over because then we went to Kings Island yesterday and they're at the Y right now enjoying the water park and having some fun with Caroline since she hadn't been yet. And then Thursday we're doing Natural History Museum and we have the Luke Bryan concert. So still kind of on vacation because I'm only working. Oh, yeah. I worked Sunday and I'll work Wednesday. Yeah. And then sure. she leaves. Her mom let her extend her stay instead of Friday. She stay until Sunday. So. That's exciting, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's been fun. Hell yeah! Like a different dude when she's around, <laughs> smiling and shit. Mm-hmm. I had a looks good on you, brother. I had the the dark conversation with her. Like we just started randomly talking about, like. Even though I'm not there, I hope that now as you're starting to become a teenager, we can keep this relationship and this trust. And I want you to know you can come talk to me. And then that led to being smart with substances and, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's going to happen. But, you know, I've tried a lot and fucked up a lot and did a lot of stupid things in my life. Come talk to me first. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, I would rather you try it under my supervision in our house. 
right. before you try it with a bunch of friends who don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's your, all of your first times doing it. Yeah, and you don't know where you got it from or what it what it's going to do to you. And then all that led into the, you know what your mom's going to say if I fight for full custody conversation. And yeah. she didn't know. So then I told her about all the darkness and the suicide. And it was basically just an hour and a half of her crying and me telling her everything. Yeah. All the all the worst stuff that her mom's going to say to try to keep me from getting custody that she would have to hear in court for the first time. We had that conversation, finally. So, How does that feel? Wow, dude. It feels good. I feel lighter for you. A lot, a lot of pressure <laughs> taken off for her to know all of that stuff now and not have to worry about how it's going to come out or when. Right. Now she doesn't know. Man, so this is powerful. A, yeah. It's been a big week. Yeah, yeah. for real. F and A, Cotton. So this is a plan that you have going forward? Like you want to, this is something you want to do? It's been a plan for a while. When she was nine or 10, one of the times that she left, she broke down in tears. And then I think I told this story. The next time that we went down there, they took her out on the boat. Yeah, yeah. Super uncomfortable. Or tried to. And she was like crying and they still kept trying to push her onto the boat. And then she just kind of broke down and told me that this is what it's like, that they pressure me into doing a lot of stuff I don't want to do. It makes Mm. me uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. And she broke down and we had a moment there and it's, so it's been a plan for like the last two or three years, but the timing had to be right. Yeah. She had to be old enough for the judge to listen to what she wants because her mom, you know, has had her most of her life. So All it's right. just going to be a simple decision of this is where she's most comfortable. This is what's best for. But now she can have a voice and all that. And they'll right. start to, they'll start to listen to what she wants mm-hmm. a little bit more now that she's 12, 13 years old. That seems to be the, the age that I've gotten from most people who are separated with kids is that sometime between 10 and 12 so i was like well we'll just hold off till she's 12 and when we have the money we'll get a lawyer and if she still wants it then we'll fight for it and at the end of that conversation she still wanted it so sweet beautiful so at some man point, that's gonna be a a challenge and a battle and not fun but well now you know you're to practice them for right but hopefully regardless of what the outcome is the only outcome I see is more time, whether it's permanent or right. a judge says, 50, 50, "Wow, you only see her for two weeks in the summer, and then every year for Christmas, and that's it." Unless you spend all this money and do all this stuff and make plans, and no, nah, like she's just going to come stay with you for summer and and all of her breaks, and she can have her for the whole school year. I mean, Brittany's sister that would be a score, huh? Yeah, Brittany's sister <laughs> is a uh, got a felon for a baby daddy, and he still gets to have. Oh, the yeah. kid fly from Ohio all the way to Arizona to spend time with him unsupervised as a felon. So, see, he's I, got gun charges and abuse charges. So if uh, if he uh, gets well, it, that's a difference. Yeah, he beat his current <laughs> wife, and she pressed charges and everything. He still gets to see his son. So if if that's the case, and I've never endangered my kids, and right. I've always been there and been a Every, good dad, then I can't imagine them saying what you have is enough. Right. If they're going to ask me if I want more time, if if nothing else, I'm going to say yeah. Have to imagine that that's at least there's going to be no bad coming out of it, except for Caroline having to find all that stuff out, which is why which I went ahead to have that conversation before that happened. Boom. Huge step. Huge step. Wow, man. That's what's up, man. How did she come out of it? I mean, she seems fine. <clears throat> I'll talk to her again before she leaves, just to see how she's processed it all, but. Give her a couple of days to, to kind of mull it over. But like I said, she cried and she was hugging me and just. And then still said that she wanted all that after and that she loved me and didn't change anything for her. So. All right. But I'm sure that 
knowing that she's going through certain things, according to Chelsea, that she's writing journals and stuff. And even though she was on and she told me that that not being there hadn't really been affecting her, apparently she wrote in a journal that it is. So, yeah. So there's a little bit still, I think, that we have to work through. But moving in the right direction, brother. Yeah, definitely. So so those conversations will be a consistent thing now, but. Communication. Yeah. That's what you said a few weeks ago. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good. What about you guys? How was your week instead of your week instead of just a day? (laughs) My week, I had a good week. Yeah. It was pretty routine, but good. Nothing exciting? Did you play? Games and win? Um, or just, is this the one get rained out? Is that the one you're No, we coming? played and lost, actually. Uh, We've lost two in a row now. But we have only we play like once every other week with all this damn rain, so yeah. it's, it's hard to get rolling. Uh, but we'll be we'll be all right. Yeah, but I think the weather, when we went down to Tennessee, said it was supposed to rain here like all week. Yeah. Like five out of seven days. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't know if it did because we weren't here. But. Just, I think it just rained a couple of days out of that, but... One of those was my my baseball game. So, yeah, the week has been good. Um, we've done a lot of game. We, I think we've done two game nights this past week. Uh, if you want to count from seven days from the previous one, possibly, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. How's it back? Uh, doing better, man. Which so today <clears throat> I made a video today and talked about that. Um, and I had originally like thought about planned on doing an, an MRI or like physical therapy. Cause I feel like either one, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do an MRI, then we're going to figure out what's really going on. But like today, like I feel, I feel better. And I say it like that because, again, it's like it's puzzling me because I'm doing like I'm doing the stretches, doing the little exercises, getting back out there, getting on the Stairmaster, doing what I can. And today, like, it feels a lot better. Like That's what Goggins said, right? He said he started stretching, getting full range of motion and all of his yeah. all of his ailments just kind of seem to go away now. Like he's Yeah, his he was um, I think his was his psoas muscle um, that locked up on him. Which is what also, when I went to get the consultation at Beacon, that's also what the doctor told me. He's like, if it's, it could be your psoas muscle, could be just locked up. Um, I told him I had some like weird, like just tightness behind my knee and it's happened ever since the back. Um, so he's like, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It could be intertwined. So I don't know, but I feel better. I know there's something that I need to do. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not quite sure yet. Figuring out the route to yeah, know don't exactly what Keep it fucking is. going is what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You're feeling better. It sounds like shit's clicking. Keep right. doing what you're doing. Yeah. It, it's still like even today. Um, like I noticed when I was carrying the mics up here. Yeah. Um, it's probably cause I did some exercise Sunday and then today I ran, I ran both days actually a mile and a mile and a half today. Um, but I noticed there was like some shooting pain when I was carrying the mic. So I was like, Hmm. So I know I'm like maybe pushing too hard. I'm like, fuck man. So that, and then that makes me want to be like, well, I got to do something about it. Like, I'm like, well, it's not getting better, but it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's taken a long time. It's been like eight weeks. 
Yeah, those things probably take more. <laughs> the lower back is a huge. That's part of your core. Yeah. Uh, what the psoas muscle is it? So it connects to your lower back and runs around the front of your leg. And a lot of people's tighten up. Like yeah. I think Dave Asprey said, like seventy-five to eighty percent of people's psoas muscles are locked up because people sit so much. It know, makes sense, and man. And it and it basically just tugs at your your lower back and yeah. pulls everything out of whack. Yeah. Do I, I first learned about that? I started foam rolling that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was probably one of the spots that was the most tender on me. I feel like my body just feels unbalanced like if someone were to take my arms and pull them one way and then and then like kick my hips the other way <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a hell of a move huh would be a hell of a move it sounds like something like a jujitsu move or really? something i don't know sounds but like you're fighting two people at once it's getting right. better though man two directions <laughs> i'm getting back out there i was out there today so it was good it was good slow and steady wins the race brother Winning. Take you a couple of days off, see how you feel. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's good. I think um, eating has been a big contribution to that, fasting. Yeah. It's been almost a solid month now, and uh, I think that's working out well. I think that's definitely leading to a lot of the inflammation or was leading to a lot of the inflammation because I ate 12 cookies the other night for reward night, <laughs> and I felt inflamed <laughs> as fuck. Christ. Yes. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Mm. Can't say I haven't done that this week. Man, I love chocolate chip cookies. I like Oreos. <clears throat> oh, my God. Those are so good, too. Um, those aren't really 12 cookies. That's like six. Like half cookies. Mm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I justify it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're bite-sized, man. <laughs> true. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's been uh, a big contribution to that. Um but it feels better. So we're Absolutely. working from here. Standing desk. That's been good. Been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying on the vitamins. I think it's a combination of things. I think releasing last week on the podcast. A lot of pressure off you. Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of big uh, weeks last week. And mm. Going live for the first time today. Hopefully. Well, not live, but going on video for the first time today that's right trying to work yep. out some kinks before episode 50 and we're here. <laughs> surprise uh, i got in the gym uh the other day and i did do some um they're like i don't know standing um rows or whatever just like i think hamstring would be worked really like really well man i killed it and i can definitely feel it today and yesterday but that's good because that's way more than I could do two months ago. Yep. I couldn't even bend over at all. Bent over rows, whatever that is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's getting better, man. Sweet. Been fasting myself. Been, uh, it's actually been a really good week now that I start to think about it. You kind of <laughs> ask quickly and I'm like, oh, shit. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. Oh, yeah. Caught you off guard. I didn't eat. Um, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> yeah, fasting has been been a big thing and aubrey and i have started meditating and breathing together man it's been really cool so uh last week she kind of gave me permission to like step back in it and this sounds funny but the way i parent with her i'm very open and we communicate well together and you know i've i've been kind of asked to back off of the authoritative you got to do this to get better type of you know 
given that unsolicited advice that Ross talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, But this week or last week, she said, you know, dad, I need you to make me do some things because I'm slipping again. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt so good to hear that and uh, see her recognize that the tools that I do offer, she does benefit from. Yeah. The self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. We've always said that with Aubrey though. For sure. For sure. Uh, She's very self-aware, but has pushed me away because we think just alike. So like we clash. (laughs) Speaking of yesterday was a pretty cool incident. We were going to go kayaking and she had a friend over and we went to lunch and she texted me, Hey, are we still going kayaking today? And I left my phone at home, but at lunch I was like, Hey, by the way, the river's up too high. We're not going kayaking. We get to the house. I'm like, Oh, I can't believe this is where I left my phone. Aubrey's like, you didn't have your phone. It's like, no. She's like, dad, right before you said the river was up too high, I text you. Are we going kayaking today? And it just, it's just one of those things that I brought up out of nowhere, but she had literally just sent me that text. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, that connectedness. We've been breathing together. Man, I feel like I can hear her thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty cool because sit down in like, the meditation room and we'll do a box breathing and then a guided meditation. It's like a, um, you even need the, the phone as the conduit. Exactly. You, know, you, you guys were already on the same. Yeah, you were already on the same page. Right. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That leads right into this week's topic pretty well, too. Yeah? Yeah. Should we get rolling? I mean, at this point, I think I'll just, <laughs> just, I'll just add just in rolling, the intro music. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> but if you want to, you know, you want to do a little intro to, to welcome everybody. <clears throat> I mean, but we can just throw the intro music on. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Well, what's up, beautiful souls? Another week at the round table. Meeting you about 10 minutes in. But, uh, man, thank you guys so much for being with us. Nice to see you. Things are flowing, conversations flowing, some good weeks have been had, and uh, we're rapidly approaching 50 episodes we were talking about earlier before we started recording. It's creeping up. 50. So, pretty sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty sweet man. mile marker. Yeah, yeah, I think September 7th is the one year, too. Oh, damn. Where's I got to go back and, right go back and verify that, that. Yeah. but yeah, we're only about a month and a half away from a whole year. Oh, my year. gosh. This is right around the beginning of September. Dude, that's awesome. Or right at the beginning of September was when episode 50 was going to be. But they should still be within a couple weeks of each other because we've only missed two weeks. Yeah. I've missed three. You guys did episode without me, but that's, yeah, I think just two that's weeks, it, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we should be at 54 episodes by the time the year's up? If we, no, we should be at 50 if we miss two weeks. It's 52 uh, weeks in a year. Oh, I thought there was 56. I'm retarded. <laughs> Just remember, it's not a math podcast. I thought <laughs> that's right. Yeah, knowing math not is not required. <laughs> um, Where's my calculator at? Hey, so so dude, episode got, fifty should be the one year mark, ish. Well, that'd be sweet. Well, that's be pretty fucking, fucking cool. Enough. Should we skip a week just so it falls out? <laughs> we just make sure it lands right there. <laughs> that would be funny. Episode fifty in one year. Yep. So this evening, this afternoon, doing a little bit of an early episode this yeah. week. I was like, wait, what? Going to get into a little bit of nature versus nurture, the theories behind that and our opinions and touch Kinda, on epigenetics. Yeah, I was going to say, I, don't, I feel like we can't really hit nature versus nurture without epigenetics and determinism. Oh, sure. and Absolutely. Touch on all that good stuff and uh, shine our light on it because that's what we do at the round table. Just shine our light. So, shine it out. Welcome back. 
boys. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having us over today. Thanks for coming over. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming. It's always a pleasure. Table's not so round for our first episode, but (laughs) Eric has a round table. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Doug. I mean, there's, awesome a, there's a round table, table right back there. So yep. at yeah. least there's a round table. It's in, in the, the vicinity. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're around. Yep. The round table. We are. We're, we're in, in yeah. closeness. If the mics would go on that table, we'd probably be at the round table. I think that was the first spot you went. Tried it. Naturally. Yep. Naturally. You need bigger clamps. Yep. So, Jeremy, what brought this... Um, topic you were the one that pitched the idea for this topic which i really enjoy um I'll give you the idea um whoever rogan talked to about determinism that might have been part of the pollen podcast maybe i don't know i don't remember who it was whoever he talked to about it just that i'd never heard the phrase determinism before so then just doing some research on that looking into that was just like so so what, what is that it? for people that don't know uh, including well, myself. Yeah. You know, Two. No. I've heard the term. I'm okay. So like, <laughs> determinism is essentially, right? You have liberalism saying that we're all free. We right. have the right to choose what happens to us. Determinism is saying that everything is predetermined by what happened before it. Yeah. So every cause has an effect. So all of the effects that happen in your life were caused by choices you already made or that the environment made your destiny. Right. It is your destiny. So determinism is just saying that free will is a lie. It's an illusion. We don't have the ability to change. Yeah, so you bringing water down here was predetermined by... 14 billion years ago? Exactly. So that's that's determinism. Like, huh, okay. I can can get behind that. Which, you know, just goes along with the the nurture side of stuff. No, no, no. Uh, It's a... just something they discuss. A lot of philosophers believe in that. Bach, right. I think, uh, was one of the first people to do determinism. Yeah, but I, I hate it. Do you? <laughs> I fucking hate it. I like the idea of having free will and being able to change. And it's not that determinism says that we can't change, but it's saying that any decision that you make to change it is already change predetermined. Is already, right. It's already mapped out. So I don't like that. Does it make yeah. you feel powerless? Does it make you feel like you don't have control? It does, but then it makes me feel like when I fail, it was predetermined that I was going to be a failure. You know, like that, that grace that I give myself is meaningless because I was already, it was predetermined 14 billion years ago that if I said I was going to commit to a routine or commit to going to the gym, the fact that I didn't do that, it, it's weird that it makes me more upset that my failures were already predetermined. It's like I don't have but a choice to failure? change those failures. What if your failures aren't yours though? Well, they are. My reality, or what if they're not really failures? And that's that's the other, you know, the upside of it. But living in the moment of right. today, of you know, and I have the vacation in Carolina, and there are reasons to give myself grace for the last two weeks. Yeah. But after Ross's episode and listening to the Kevin Hart stuff and getting that fire, <laughs> it's just like, all right, now all this stuff went on the back burner. You moved. You went on vacation. Your daughter's here. You've got plenty of reason. But at the same time, you wanted to start implementing this stuff. You know, and now I'm changing into management. So there's a whole schedule change about to happen. Plus everything else is like, I have plenty of reason to not be hard on myself right now. Yeah. But all of this stuff just being like, well, <laughs> destiny said that we're going to throw all this at you so that you can't better yourself and can't get into a routine and can't get all this stuff. Fuck that. It's got to wait. Now it could be for good reason, right? That I had to wait. But in the moment, it just feels like, well, fuck, this sucks. I don't like that. What do you have to wait on? 
just for all, you know, all that stuff to figure out. Like I said, my schedule, I don't know what my schedule is going to be now. I don't know what my days off are going to be. And then Caroline being here, I don't want to, it was hard just to be like, I'm going to do the podcast for two hours and to not be around her with our limited time. I even asked her if she wanted to come, but of course, going to the Y and swimming and playing in the fucking water park over there. <laughs> right. No, I don't want to go sit and listen to you bullshit with your friends. I'm going to go right. have fun. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but just having all that stuff going on, I've made the decision to put it on the back burner. So, I mean, it, it was a conscious choice, mm-hmm. but determinism says it wasn't my choice. You know, so I just, it was already spoke. It was yeah, it makes, happening. makes it feel like destiny was just like either now's not the right time to do it or no, fuck you. You're just not meant to be better because we're all just cogs in a machine playing our role. And your role is to be this mediocre fuck for the rest of your life. Or at it least for the that next year though. Yeah. But that's the whole point of determinism. You can't. You can, you can change the view. You might not be able to change what's going to happen, but you can definitely change well, yeah, the view. True. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to change the view. To Why just not? accept it. Right. Like I, I want to start meditating and getting in the routine and going to the yeah. gym. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So to have that desire, then maybe, maybe you still can change your destiny. Right. Maybe by having that desire and then that's the law of attraction and being able to influence to manifest things in your reality is to be able to change that destiny to continue to tell myself that that's what I want to do and get in that mindset and have that mindset of it. Then maybe determinism will put me on a different life course maybe it won't i don't know but i fucking hate this philosophy stuff it's just it's a lot to wrap one's mind around it is and there's there's so many different philosophies it's just like what the fuck am i gonna pick one you don't have to pick one blend them all together we don't have to we don't have to pick one yeah i mean i'm not saying i want to pick but you know it's just that they're not ours all these different philosophies is insane Feelings change, philosophies change, theories change, fucking, you know. Science changes. Science, science changes. (laughs) Um, People are so married to science not realizing that science has been changing since science has been around. (laughs) So, yeah, I I enjoy, it kind of strikes me the whole nature versus nurture thing, how it's, why was it ever like a verse thing? Why was it ever one or the other? Yeah, it shouldn't be, right? It should just be a merger, I mean. Right, because they're both relevant. Yeah, yeah, they def- they're definitely both part of the equation. Yeah, to and well, and that's and where some the epigenetics none. come in now is that they have combined the mm-hmm. two. It used to just be: is it all nature? Or is it all nurture? Mm-hmm. But now the new study of epigenetics says that it it is both that determines who you are and what decisions you make. But yeah. so some people may even say all will would be would be thrown in that mix too, because there's a, there's ways to to alter your genes. That article you sent was was pretty good. Yeah. I think I got the gist of it. There are other outside which, ways. Which one, the psychology or the Harvard one? I think the Harvard one, maybe where um, they use light, uh, light, light therapy, therapy yeah, yeah. to um, to basically, if I understood correctly, like increase the broadband, like the width of um, of you know of what we're talking about. Uh, like on the genes, level. yeah, on a yeah. cellular level. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, to to be stronger. Um, I, I don't know to change. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Real sure how it all works, but right. I kind of understood that there was maybe outside influence that would allow you to make those things better as well. Right. Yeah, I um, 
where where that comes in, epigenetics is is really awesome, and I think there's even a third factor in that, it, like the like a spiritual aspect of it. You know, the nature versus nurture is kind of the the emotional, physical aspects. So epigenetics is just like the combination of nature and nurture, right? Uh, is, epigenetics is, that, is, is that basically where? so epi is above, uh-huh. so above genetics is basically saying there are there is something that can control how your genetics express themselves. Gotcha. So you may be born with a certain set of genes, mm-hmm. but through uh, different practices, and they're showing this through epigenetics with different practices and mindful techniques and meditation and things like that. Like light. Like light. Gotcha. Okay. Information. Yeah. Gotcha. Light is information. Yep. So using these therapies and these tools, you can upregulate and downregulate your genes and how they express themselves. But, uh, so if you're an angry, if you come from an angry family mm-hmm. and everybody in your, in your lineage has been angry, mm-hmm. and you, even if you grow up in a angry environment, you know, so there's the nature and the nurture. Yeah. Um, when you get older and you move out, you can put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm kind of using myself as an example. Yeah. Uh, but you can put in the work to regulate those genes and gotcha. through uh, programming internally mm-hmm. instead of taking outside information and internalizing it you internalize the information that you want to put out mm-hmm. so you become the creator of your reality mm-hmm. yeah uh, a video that i watched after you nice sent me that one thank you brother. uh I, I watched this it was a brief like five minute synopsis of epigenetics <laughs> and nature versus nurture but they essentially did a lab study on rats yeah. Right. And what makes a good rat mom? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was how many, explain it, how many times the rat mom licks the babies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's their affection and love is represented in how many licks. And they took babies from rat moms who didn't lick their babies mm-hmm. and swapped them and essentially adopted new parents. Right. And when they did that, there were literally, I don't remember what the, the medical term is, but essentially there was a kind of, cell or whatever that attached itself to the genetic sequencing yeah, blocked that sequence and blocked the sequence mm-hmm. so that they yeah. grew up to not lick or to lick their babies and mm-hmm. to share it and it would swap it would literally dissolve on the non-lick the rats right. as they got the love and they, they would the carry love. on that part of their genetics yep. and you could literally change it and they said humans do the same thing yeah, you absolutely. can literally open genetic sequencing based on your behavior right and there was something else about um about how they carry a gene that uh, allows them, well, it's a disease that they get rats. It will allow them to carry weight. And if they get like a lot of licks or something like that, um, a lot of love, affection, a good environment, that gene literally turns off. Right. And, you know, they metabolize correctly and right. uh, are a correct way. Like, dude, that is, that's insane. Like, that is awesome. Yeah, it, and it speaks to the the power of cr- creator, the yeah. creator mode. Yeah, if you can step into that and become aware of of your thoughts and your actions, and realize that they carry energy, because most most people go about their lives and repeating negative shit like you can't do that, you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, you can't, you know, in your head. But it that's a negative program you're right. running consistently. So right. obviously, negative shit's going to continue to happen in your life. You know. So it's so important to step in to that creator mode and, and on a cellular level, like affirmations. So to affirm something is to state it as a fact. Mm-hmm. And how most people learn and program their memory in their subconscious body is by repeating things to yeah. themselves. 
So if you're repeating, I am open and positive, or I am happy and fulfilled or centered and balanced, whatever you want to be in your life, you know, on a cellular level, the first 10, 15 times you do it, you're like, man, this don't fucking, this is stupid. You know? Yeah. Why am I reading this? This is dumb. But if you're, yeah, for sure. But if you're really aware, you can start to see subtle shifts in your life. Oh, definitely. And they start to gain momentum and then all these synchronicities start to happen and you're like, holy shit so this is what making six months of gratitude videos get you it gets mm-hmm. you fucking upgrades in your you know i'm not saying those were directly correlated but they were fucking definitely directly correlated right because i'm usually it's one guy. of those things like prove me wrong right because <laughs> i'm for 30 years of my life i was that guy well obviously in my adult life i was a guy in the lobby bitching because something's fucked up in my room right you know when i was a negative pessimistic guy hmm. you know everything was fucking stupid if you didn't agree with me and blah, you know what i'm saying yeah so just recognizing that shift in my life is like and then reading about it through um bruce lipton i'm sure you guys have seen bruce lipton on yep. epigenetics he's kind of the pioneer of it um man it's so powerful and, and he talks about he i saw a video of him talking about nature versus nurture and he talks about how taking that um, nature path and, and believing in nature trumping all is a, what starts the victim mindset. Like, oh, well, my genetics say I'm going to be overweight. My yeah. genetics say I'm going to have cancer. You know, yeah. and, you, and you sink into that. Well, that determinism, I'm predetermined. So I'm fucked, you know, mm. no matter what I do. And mm. I, so putting it like that, yeah, I agree with you. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe to a certain extent that there are For probably. Sure preordained or predestined events that come but i believe more that they're there for growth and yeah not for that sure it's not that it's deterministic on your entire life or your existence to to be destined for anything yeah i agree with that 100 percent. but the oh it's just funny because a lot of people a lot of philosophers say that you can't hold both beliefs yeah but who because the they're contradicting they? i mean i know but it's just saying they're that actually they're so intertwined. Is, that's they're limiting themselves because they're really intertwined. You yeah, can dance around that all day. Yeah, you know. And that's where I—I I mean, I always fall a lot in the middle on everything. I mean, I'm pretty much a centrist down my entire life. Yeah. Whether it's politics or philosophy or anything. Yeah. I tend to believe that people on both sides of every argument have a little bit of truth and a little bit of knowledge and things that you can implement in your life, things that you should carry with you. Yeah. It's never really one side or the other for me. Yeah. I don't know if that's well, a good thing or a bad thing, but Well, it's it's growth and then the next step is realizing there's more than two sides. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using that for argument's like, sake right like now. The, like the medicine. It's instead of day, night, day, mm-hmm. job. Yeah. You know? There's infinite branches mm-hmm. of what that can trigger. Mm-hmm. So that goes again into speaking into the internal programming because you decide what information you're gonna um, embody in your life, you know, pretty, pretty cool shit. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, who's yeah. another, who's the other guy that we, Joe Dispenza talks about yeah. the genetics a lot and the victim mindset. He's another awesome, awesome read. You see, I don't want to sit yeah. down and do a lot of research into all that now that it's just got my interest. But I mean, you just, you take everything from, the law of attraction, determinism, epigenetics, nature and nurture, quantum physics, like all of those things, it's hard to believe that they can all coexist. 
Well, the thing, the thing is, is they're all just human language to describe the same shit. But we, as egos, are like, no, it's this. It's like actually, you're talking about well, the that's same why I thing, read different on fucking it, words, right? You know? And just educate myself on all of those right. things, and like you said, infinite possibilities and knowledge to pull from, not just two sides. Right. Like I said, I know that I was just using an example. Right. Easier that way. Right. But it's just, I mean that. I haven't seen what the bleep do we know in forever. And that was at the very beginning of quantum physics coming out as a mainstream concept. Now it's gotten so much further and there's so much more depth into quantum what, physics and what quantum realms see? and all this. What, what the bleep see? do we know? Is that a Netflix show? No, it's a documentary Yeah, on quantum physics. You should watch it if you've what never seen it. It's good. We uh, send me a link out? Dude, I'm horrible. I don't even know if I could find it at this point. It might, or it, just it might just be the, on YouTube now. Just but, text yeah. me the, name of it it was <laughs> i think on netflix a long time ago it's not anymore but um, you should be able to find it on youtube i may have seen it too and just not but it just talks about all the stuff that it talks about the very basics of quantum physics right that if yeah. you talk to your water you know it'll make you feel the a certain kind of way yeah, yeah and you're the, putting you love into it, it. Yeah, yeah for sure and that you know teleportation should technically be possible because we're all in every place on the planet at the same time right like we can exist in more than one field at once and our cells are constantly moving. That was one of the most fascinating parts for me was just that like you're never actually, you think you yeah, feel this of stone. Fucking vibrant. Yeah, you yeah. think you feel this granite countertop, but you don't. Right. You feel the friction and the vibration of the space between your finger and that. You're not <laughs> actually touching it. Right. Like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> the simulation, brother. <laughs> it's like, no. Ben right talks about here. all that stuff and it like shows pictures of people who like write loving words on their body and how that can change Dude, what they actually so see and stuff. It's just, but putting all of that into determinism yeah. and nature first nurture and right. liberalism and destiny, all that shit is just, it's hard to imagine a way that you can pull from all of them, but they all have information that you want. So I yeah. want, I want to pull from all of them. I want to, to educate myself on that regard so that it's not just. Well, you heard a conversation about determinism. Now you're fascinated with it. Go study that. No, fuck that. I want to go study all of it and all its counterpoints and right. and pull from everything. Keep studying. That's just what I've always liked to do, though. That's why I always Me play too, fucking brother. devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what blows my mind and kind of why I brought up the th like a, another way to look at it from a spiritual aspect is you can have identical twins with this pretty much the same fucking genetics, grow up in a good home, and one be a total piece of shit and one be a... You know, a, yeah. a golden child, yeah. you know? So it's kind of always fascinated me as far as how, where does the resiliency come in? Because it's not the genes. It's not the environment. Like, there's more, you know? Does that make sense, right. what I'm saying? Determinism. Uh, that's that's one, that's that's one point where I can see how right. that comes in, right? Is that this right. person's determined to go down this path because it's better for their growth or worse for their growth. Like, you have to change it. You had and that's why I believe you have to have some control over things that there is some free will. You do have some decisions. Yeah. But if, if we take into fact that like we all three said, we believe in some form of reincarnation. So then you were set here deterministically on this path because it's going to be something that you need to face or something you need to learn from or grow from, work through your progress to ultimate <coughs> ascension or whatever. Right. So Part of that, I do believe, is a little bit of determinism. Yeah. What if... I think life flows a little more than determinism. Well, so do I. But right. I just, you know... Right, right. I think that that might play a role in what you're talking about. Yeah. In the case of twins, what if one, maybe on the outside, when we see it, 
doesn't get the love that the other one or the nurture. Well, it's also how they internalize the it. Other, the other one, you yeah, think exactly. you're showing them the same love, right. right? But when they achieve something that you've gotten so used to them achieving, maybe you don't celebrate it as much, right. and they need that. Mm-hmm. And then they see you doing it to the other one who maybe wasn't achieving right. as much, and you're like, oh, fuck, they love him more now. Well, two, they could have two different love languages, too. Exactly. You know, gifts may fill one up, and quality time fills the other one up. And if you keep buying, see, it, it's an infinite rabbit hole that you dive down of possibilities that could have shifted. Exactly. You know? It, and, it, and it could be, could be nothing at all. Yeah. Could just be, could well, we just were, be. We were just talking about this yesterday at King's Island because our four year old was, my fucking four year old wanted to get on Diamondback. Yeah. <laughs> and she can't. Right. Daredevil. But nice. Now, my eight year old, who two years ago or three years ago when we went, was willing to ride pretty much every ride there, scared shitless of everything. Hmm. He didn't even want to ride the swings that go in circles. Like, <laughs> So it was just like the wind singer? Yeah. But the like the the small one for kids. Oh, it doesn't even say, like really freaks me out. go out, you know? Like I got you. The one for adults, yeah. Like, I could scary. understand that one because you're like getting all sideways yeah. and you're going really fast. <laughs> but the one for kids is just it's like a swing. Yeah. Literally. You're just going in circles, but you can move yourself as much as you want or not. He was too scared to do that. Yeah. So but two years ago he wasn't. How, how did that switch? Like what happened inside our household where now my four year old's got all this courage and like, what did we do to our son to where now he's so timid and scared when he had it That's just so two years crazy, ago? Man. <laughs> Cause I don't feel like we did anything different. Right. I mean, obviously we don't have season passes, so he's not around these kind of rides all the time to, to have a comfort level with him. But he had that comfort level a couple years ago when we went and maybe it was just because it was all new and exciting. Now he's been there. It's not as new and exciting, but. It's been three years, dude. Like, it should still be exciting, I feel like. If you only go once every three years. still get excited. I'm a doll. And so he was excited, but now he's not. Yeah. I mean, he was excited to go, but then once we got there, he was just too scared to do anything. Mm. And my four-year-old was like, I want to ride everything. Like, she saw the hill for a ride, and she was like, when can I ride that? (laughs) (laughs) But Caroline rode two of the big roller coasters for the first time she doesn't ride roller coasters but she got on banshee and flight of fear nice nice i love the flight of fear yeah it's like my favorite one banshee is one of my favorites too yeah i was impressed roller coasters are great yeah dude they're so great i wish i could ride like a 10 minute roller coaster i know right like just run that thing in a loop and give me like 10 minutes of adrenaline dump and (laughs) and i'll leave the park it was sad because we didn't get to do a ride again but not Super sad because Caroline wanted to ride roller coasters. So I was like, well, right. I'd rather ride with you now that you want to do it. Because when we rode Mystic Timbers three years ago or whatever, she was scared shitless. <laughs> she did not enjoy it. I mean, at the end of it, she said it was okay. But she was so scared of it at the beginning. And then she said that was the biggest roller coaster she had ever ridden. And then for her to get on Banshee and go upside down like 10 times and go down a big 200 foot drop for the first time was, was big. That is so big. it's all fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I don't feel like my um like my parents were big into roller coasters. Mine weren't either. Yeah. Uh but my aunt was for sure. My brother was. My aunt and her whole family <laughs> loved them. And I I just feel like I don't know if this is the way it went down, but the first time I ever went on the Vortex, I think that was the biggest one they had there at the time. She was like, yeah, it's not, it's not really like that big of a roller coaster. Like, it'll be fine. I was like, okay. We get to the top and I was like, what, what the fuck? Just drop straight off. Dude, huge drop. I miss yeah. Right into man. a loop. 
That was a good one. Vortex was my favorite, I think, until Flight of Fear opened. So, didn't really have the the risk taker genes in that realm. (laughs) But to pull it back. It was heavily exposed. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But to pull it back, we were talking about that. Like, just how is Emma now? Like, she'll eat anything. She's so adventurous. She'll try everything. She wants to do everything. And we've got Colton, who has seemed to have regressed from from being willing to do stuff. I mean, he never really ate anything and he was always kind of scared of a baseball and had some fear in him, but now it's like everything. Yeah. We got two kids in the same household every single day. Like, how are they so different? Like we were just talking about it. So it was just funny that I didn't even consider that when we were talking about the topics. Cause it was three days after we brought up what topic are we going to do that me and Brittany had the conversation, but, and she's the one who brought it up. She yeah. didn't even know what we were talking about. Yeah. So it just kind of came up in life naturally. Isn't life funny? It is. Life is funny. So, yeah, it could, it could be a combination of both. Nature, nurture. Oh, I think it definitely. I mean, a lot, a lot of different things, but yeah. yeah I, think, it's, I think like Chad said, there's a spiritual element. There's mm-hmm. see, I, nature and nurture. There's emotional elements, I mm-hmm. think. There's outside influences that maybe we aren't even aware of subconscious and you know like we talked about all the time and with the plant medicines and the amount of energies that are out there that we can't see that maybe those things open us up to like the the more open you are to all these other energies that we can't even see yet and i mean i don't remember i think one of the podcasts i was listening to or an article i read said that it's estimated that we actually have something between like 18 and 26 senses yeah not just the the five right. main senses that we know about. So See, I mean, if we've got subconscious senses that are picking up on energy too, I believe there's a lot that influences our life. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, what is it like 95 to 99% of matter is dark matter that we can't measure. Yeah. We don't even know what the fuck Hello. it is yet. <laughs> yeah. Obviously we're a little behind the curve. There. I, <laughs> I think that's where, you know, the lineage comes in too. you know, people's lineage, and people that are there to break that lineage, you know, maybe some resilient kid comes out of a victimhood mentality family that's been victims for generations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you're going to this family to break this fucking generational curse so they can evolve, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I would say that we know somebody that is like that. We probably know several people, but I mean, yeah, this came out of the ghettos of um, I think. I think yeah. we all I mean, he, he have our own things. story when it comes to that. Breaking, yeah, breaking, breaking cycles. For sure, I mean, For sure. I mean, as far yeah. as even alcoholism goes, I, I know I've broken that cycle in, in my family. So, yeah, man, I think we all have our our story of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So, <laughs> where are we is that, at? Is that it? That all we got for nature versus nurture? You got it. What What do you got? I I've heard of a, like some different like rat studies. Like I think there's a lot of influence in um in the in the nurture side of things. I mean, you know, you can have great genes, but like I feel like like you ha- you got to have a good environment too. Like there's all kinds, of, like you talked about the licking studies and stuff like that. Like you got to have nurture. Um, I don't know. And I think that may be where some resilience comes from. 
Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of rat studies. I mean, they've done them with drugs on them and how they can improve and change their brain synapses on drugs. And yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of behavioral influences coming from the the nurture side of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I said I definitely don't believe in pure determinism, but I feel like there's a an influence there, or like I said, believing in reincarnation and trying to reach some kind of higher enlightenment or higher consciousness. There are certain obstacles that are going to be placed in front of you and you're going to have the choice to repeat the same patterns or break free of them and, and grow. And that's where I believe there's, you know, maybe a part of determinism in our lives, but I refuse to believe that everything in my life is see predetermined. Right. See, even my understanding from a spiritual aspect of that is like, so when you incarnate, you sign a soul contract, essentially like agree to the lessons that, are going to best help you evolve and that you need to face, you know, maybe lessons that you didn't learn in a previous life. So you could be born into many lifetimes with the same lesson if you don't fucking pay attention. And so when you write up that contract, is that even determinism then if you come into the life, even though you negotiated it? To a in, sense. In and a that's what I'm saying. Time. That's why I believe that there's a role for determinism, but I don't think you're sitting there. No, but what I'm saying is, is that, nullifying determinism because you're still as a soul like saying hey this is where i need to evolve you know yeah, but are saying? you saying it or is you know that higher power telling you this is what you need to learn to, <clears throat> to ascend to the next level like this is what if you want to reach a certain level of consciousness this is these are the obstacles that i say you need to overcome which ones do you want to tackle on, on this go through so then See, somebody else is kind of determining it for you in order to, to See, hit what you want to hit. I think we think uh, the spiritual realm as like uh, as as we do as humans, as separate different humans. I think when you go back to that higher power, you become one with it, and the, like the supreme consciousness knows, like, hey, this fractal part of me needs this to grow. So it's still like you detaching from source, with, but you are source. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're just a little fractal placed here. So you're still determining as one with that higher source. So it's not, in my opinion, somebody else determining so you're, for you. You're pulling it out of, of our reality here. Right. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, the no, spiritual but, realm for soul contracts. And well, we're talking about our day to day life here. Right. Because once we are gone and we're back in that, that reality and, and that but spiritual that determinism side of things, could that, be that victim mentality that humans have. I mean, it could be. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to, I don't, I don't think I look at it as like a victim thing, except for the fact well, that where I don't it, like it. it if you have no option or choice in it, that's saying you're a victim to it. But I don't believe because that. you you are the effect of that, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe that whole concept alone is is a way to fall into victim mentality. But like right. that's why I said I, I only believe that there might be a role for it. I don't believe in it altogether. I don't. Right. I don't let that dictate my decisions. That it's just all pre predestined to be whatever it is. Right. Right. Like I said, I think it's they put a door in front of you and you have to walk through it or not. You still have some free will. So I don't, I don't give everything all the power to determinism. I give some of it to nature, right, right. nurture, free will. Yeah. Whatever. When I sp say you, I'm just looking yeah, at yeah. you. I mean like everyone. Yeah. Philosophically yeah. speaking, I'm not saying like you look at determinism this way. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like when you build a house, you have a whole bunch of different tools for different things. Yeah. Yeah. And billions of different layout designs that you can build. Mm-hmm. Infinite. It's pretty, um, I don't know, the, the epigenetics thing, I think everybody should look into that. Um, just to empower yourself, you know, and 
again, you as the audience, as you sit and listen to us, which we're grateful for, um, really ask yourself these questions of, are you aware of your thoughts and the energy that your thoughts put out? Are you aware of the people you surround yourself with and the energy they put out? Mm. Because if you're surrounded with all these people that you deem negative, well, chances are you're probably negative too. And you're just not unaware. Right. You you know? Yeah. So be mindful and get raw with yourself and start to empower yourself with what science is starting to prove with, with the power of thought and uh, the biology of belief, I believe is, one of Bruce Lipton's books, um, super powerful book about epigenetics and, and becoming the, the programmer of your reality or the creator, as some people like to say. So, yeah, man, it's like, you know, you, you hang around six negative people. Like, if you think you're going to be the just one positive, you're fucking insane. Like, you're, you're going to you're gonna be the seventh. Yeah, like, right. it's, it's, it's just the way it works. That's why birds of a feather flock together. Right. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, nurture is, yeah, again, who you're around, what kind of energy you put out. Not only what kind of energy you put out, but if those people aren't listening, stop talking. That's yeah. energy, too. You're wasting a lot of it. Yeah. You know? A leaky faucet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's like double energy because you're putting it out and it's not being received. Fucking, this is stupid. You're watching it spill everywhere. This is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, you know. You know, I I think that's one thing and one point that it makes so hard for people to cut their family off from, you know, people in their family. It's like, I've been watching my energy fall into the floor (laughs) with this person, but they're my family. And it's so important to take care of yourself. You know, if if you've got the ever-flowing falsehood, then by all means, watch it fall on the floor. But it's starting to weigh you down and feel drained. Time to shut the faucet off to that person in it. And that doesn't mean forever. You know, be honest with the person. Yeah. You know, be straight coming like, hey, you know, I'm not receiving what I'm putting out back. And, you know, in so many words, whatever you, however you want to word it. But yeah. it's time for me to protect my own energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's sometimes the hardest thing in the world. It's the, the hardest. Yeah. For sure. It is, but so important for, especially in a state of society that we're struggling so bad with mental health mm-hmm. and, and all of the negativity, because negativity is anywhere you look. You know, it's like it's the new have, normal. Negativity is the new normal. Uh, it's, I think it's. It. I think it's been. I think it's been the normal for a while. Maybe um, I was just ignorant to it. Cause, I mean, I, for the longest time, I didn't have TV or, like I said, two years no Facebook and yeah. I was so disconnected from it, but now it's just fucking everywhere. Yeah, well, that's part of it, too, is not tuning into it with media outlets, whether it's social media or actual media, news media. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I have no idea what's going on like in the world. I know. I, like Every two weeks I do that, and I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I should look at some news headlines I look at, just to see the headlines. I, I don't even read the articles, right. but... I look at them because they, they almost, they make me laugh because I'll look at like all news sources, not yeah. just Fox and CNN, but I'll look at like a more conservative and a more liberal. And it's like, <laughs> you can see the game. It's like, <sighs> yeah, the negativity is, has always sold though. Well, yeah, you know? sure. You want the next big controversy right. or scandal, you know? Yeah. Man, that's because it's, it's usually the most interesting. And it also invokes fear. And if you're afraid of something, you feel like you need to educate yourself on it so that you can avoid it. 
Well, the thing is, most people don't educate themselves on. No, it. They but just they fucking see it and it's like, oh shit, tuck and tuck and run. But they'll read the article. That's what I mean. Like they're just giving their their energy to that article, right? And they're they're just continuing the cycle of it all. But they don't they don't do anything about it. Like Chad said, they just read the article thinking that they're going to learn something from it, and then all they do is get the fear from it. And right. And they have to go and chase that part of the clickbait too. It's yeah. like a neurological thing with your eyes and seeing that blue screen like oh. and i'm gonna tell you what not having facebook has been a fucking tremendous joy in my life yeah thank you whoever hacked my facebook nice, dude. <laughs> that's what's up man because now i don't have a facebook to check when i use the restroom or i'm sitting at the table with the kids or so what do you do now nothing i mean just talk to the kids or <laughs> enjoy my shit in peace. that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's that is awesome because I don't follow anybody on Twitter and the people that it's recommended for somebody with a new account who has no followers and follows nobody, I don't give a fuck about. Right. So. Start following things you're interested in. They have like topics and shit. I know. Like I, just, I follow a bunch of I don't want to do it because then I don't want to come back to. You don't want to get sucked back to, get back the, to the, the Facebook shit where I'm just <laughs> strolling through Twitter instead. Good yeah. awareness, man. Yeah. So I'm at some point I will. And at some point I definitely will for the lights because I want. Right, you know, start getting us in the circles of our audience and where we want to be. But right now, I just I don't want to fall back down that hole. And whether it's the lights page or my page, right? Once I start following people and there's stuff to read, I'm gonna read it when I'm sitting on the fucking <laughs> toilet or sitting at the table and don't want to. But for the whole vacation, no Facebook. Yeah, wasn't worried about checking anything or uploading pictures or taking away from being present in that moment to right. post about that fucking moment to nice. a bunch of people who probably don't give a shit yeah. outside of close friends it. and family, you mm, know, like, right. So it was, it was better to just put all that energy there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm glad Brittany takes pictures cause I don't even take my phone with me. Oh, I took a shit ton of pictures, which was great, but yeah. I just hear Brittany go through my phone and decide what pictures you want to post. I'm just going right. to keep the pictures. themselves. Nice. for me, it's just easier to remove the temptation to even pick it up. Because I did lo- lose such balance with it, you know, especially when we did the program, because mm-hmm. we were doing the program on our phones, did everything was ru- like my whole life shift was running through my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it did. Was, it was hard to keep balance at first. Did reopen an old Facebook page that has zero friends. Yeah. Just so I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did join that group to do that, the online retreat. Nice. Like I said, I don't know how much I'll be able to participate. I might just have to go back and watch a lot of the videos and then comment and, and right. put my two cents in or contribute that way, depending on work and, and everything. But right. in the days that I can, I definitely want to be a part of the whole life. There you go. So, There's a step, brother. Yeah, that'll be a good program. I'm excited to, to do it, especially a week before the trip. Yeah. There could be a lot of growth in that. Yeah, I do too. Before we wrap up, man, can we touch on fasting? Because Eric's been fasting, and I th- I think it's... I don't know. Have we really even talked about fasting too much on here? We did a little bit when we talked about uh, physical fitness yeah, and, like, routines and stuff. Right. And we... I, I don't think we've really dove into it at all, but... Right. I mean, if we want to do a deep dive into it, we can do... Maybe not just a deep dive. Maybe just share with some of the listeners, like, the the benefits you felt mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to read articles and say this is what it's supposed to do but like, mm-hmm. what did fasting and has fasting you said in the last month done for you yeah so the first, the first thing is that um the thing i love about it is the discipline part mm-hmm. because 
Of the course strategy. you do. Yeah. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> the strategy is you can only eat uh, in a certain window uh, time frame. Now, I'd take it a little bit differently because I, I consider myself a pretty healthy and clean eater. So there's also that too. But there's also people that believe in you can eat whatever you want and fast as well. That's yeah. And, th- and that's cool too. But for me at this stage, it's like I eat very well. But my thing was is late night eating mm-hmm. and snacks. I just had to put a stop to it. Yeah. Like, and that was how I was going to hold myself accountable. I was like, I have a rigid time frame where I cannot eat afterwards. And there's no black and white. No option. There's no option. It's not gray. Make purely binary. And what's your window? What what time frame do you do? So I do about. So it works out great with my job because I take lunch at around noon, between twelve twelve thirty one o'clock. So I stop eating. Uh, the latest I've gone in about a month now is seven o'clock. But usually it's about six six thirty, sometimes even five. So window is about seventeen to nineteen hours. Um, so six o'clock, seven o'clock to about 12, 1230 is, has been very consistent. Yeah. And I'm no expert. So, but this is just from stuff that I read when I was looking at it. A lot of people say the sweet spot is, is right around 16 hours. If you can go 16, have that 16 and eight. Yeah. So, so that's the big thing is I've completely cut out the, the binge snacking or snacking at all after that time frame, So that was like a big win for me. Now, like something else I wanted to accomplish that I saw today, uh, was, uh, love handles, like on the sides, like when I took the picture in Gatlinburg and I was like, I don't like the love handles. I don't like the way that looks when I have my backpack on. And when I put it on today to go for a run, um, I didn't have this. So I was like, that's a fucking win too. Boom. So I feel comfortable and strong when I take my shirt off now, which is great, but I've lost inches um, I've gained discipline. Um, I, I feel, I, I wouldn't say I feel quite the energy yet. There have been a couple of days where I've really zoomed off the charts, especially, I think it was the last podcast. Um, you had said something about it. You're like, yeah, I feel the energy. So that'll come, but that's fine. It's just accomplished my number one goal of like the discipline. But what I learned and the reason I'm doing it is because, um, you don't want your body just processing all the time. And that's what I did. Yeah. You don't give it all the time. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't give it at all. I just kept the gas tank full mm-hmm. the whole time. Just like, okay, not even a quarter of a tank gone, fill it back up. Mm-hmm. Not even a quarter of a tank gone, fill it back up. And yeah, we talked about it today. It gave me the shits like for the first week or two. Yeah. And this is just like processing stuff and getting the rest of it out. So those are the gains I've seen. Um, and I'm so excited about what I eat when I do eat. Like, like I'm like a dog, like Pavlov's dog. Like when like I'm rushing the <laughs> lunch. Yeah. Like, and I love the stuff I cook and I eat a, and I don't, it's not like I'm calorie. Um, what do they call that? Like Cal- calorie. Calorie. No calorie deficit, putting oh, yourself yeah. in a calorie deficit. I'm not doing that. All right. Not trying to lose weight. Just yeah. 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 I'm not like, are you uh, keeping track of your oh. maintenance level or like? What do you mean? So that based on your height and weight, there's a, just like you can be in a caloric deficit, uh-huh. there's what they call a calorie maintenance level uh, in order no. to maintain the same weight to make sure you're not eating too many calories. No. 
You're like, just not even no, no I've never tracked it. No, I've never tracked it. I just feel like through the different ways that I've tried to eat this, I've like somehow come up with this and it just, it just, just works. works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got a new belt. I've gained a new belt loop, uh, which is pretty cool, but I forget what I was going to say. Sorry. Damn it. It's okay. It's <laughs> fucking it's so easy to do, man. I was just curious because that's a lot of, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I don't. I do have a huge lunch, like meat, like all the peppers, the meat. I have a salad, protein shake. I'll have like a Lara bar, a banana, a fruit cup. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big lunch. Yeah. And then same dinner. And um, any snacking in between since you're in your window. No, no, nope. no snacking in between. Uh, uh-uh. Nope. And today is day three of, or day two of just black coffee. So you not are even no a, not even a dip, <laughs> not even a dip. <laughs> yeah, no was, vanilla or vanilla. I didn't Yo. see any sugar out. So I uh-uh. no sugar. Hey, so D, uh, DJ Weicker, yeah. I've been talking to him and he was like, he listened to the podcast and he's like, dude, you dip the wet spoon in the sugar. He's like, dude, we got problems, bro. <laughs> right. He's like, you clumped it up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. That's funny. He's like, I clumped oh, it man. up. I clumped it up, but I took them out and I took the Sherman clumps out. <laughs> He thought that was, that was funny. funny, but that's funny. Yeah, that that is what I've seen. Uh, the longest I've gone is nineteen hours. Besides the one time that um, I had to get a procedure done, and, and I went twenty four. Then I went twenty four, and that was wild. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. See, I was on Chad's train. It was just fucking. Well, I, I won't eat for sixteen to eighteen hours, so I'm just gonna eat whatever the fuck I want. Maybe yeah. that's why fasting didn't really work for me. Maybe that's just not with my biology the way to do it. Right. Maybe I still need to be, you know, more conscious of what I eat and combine it with eating healthy. So I might try again yeah. now that I'm trying to do more plant based and doing the plant based protein meal replacements and yeah. and eating more salads at work. And yeah, sleep. it's it's huge. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, sleep is good, better too. Right. Um, I, I don't have a problem going to sleep, but I've, I do. I've stayed sleep, uh, stayed asleep a lot better and it makes perfect sense. My body's not processing. Right. I'm just, just sleeping. Resting. Yeah. It's just resting. Rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. Hey, see, I want to get a red light for our room. See if that helps me. Cause red I still can't sleep, man. <laughs> I was up till fucking four in the morning last night. Mm. Brittany fell asleep at like 11. Yes, dude. But I just, I don't get fucking tired, man. Hmm. Part of it is because I don't wake up till nine or ten o'clock instead of waking up at seven or eight. But like I said, right now it's vacation mode, and I wanted to it. be at six o'clock. <laughs> but Caroline's not up till nine o'clock, and yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy that time. And she stays up till two or three, so it's like, well, let's just stay up and watch movies. Yeah, yeah, it's for now. <laughs> for five more days, bro. For you five know? more days. There's a time and a place. <laughs> <clears throat> But the good thing is she's leaving on Sunday and then my days off are usually Monday, Tuesday. So I don't have to worry about work. I can try to get myself into wake up six o'clock on my days off, go to the gym, start the routine and then fold it into work. However, I have to and, and try to hold as close to that six o'clock routine as I can. Some days I don't get out of work till 11 o'clock at night. So it might be harder to wake up at six on days where I'm only getting four hours or five hours of sleep. But if I can get my body used to it, then maybe on those days, if I can still wake up at six and I need to rest, I just don't work out that morning. Find time to listen to my body and figure it out. What, yep. what, um, 
what have you what have you found because i know you practice it as well oh yeah actually fasting has been one of the staples of me staying trim as we get older yeah um because i do eat like shit yeah. I'll be the first to tell you. I, yeah. I'll smash 12 cookies every night. Dude, 12 cookies is <laughs> but, so good. But I, I won't eat it. for 20 hours after that so yeah. my body can process it and yeah. and dump it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's probably better if you watch what you eat. And yeah. You still eat disciplined even if you do fast because your body still needs healthy nutrition and, and not all the sugar dumps. Um, but, yeah, it's been super powerful and it allows me to – not only process, but I think what's really important for you now that you probably one of the reasons you've done it is the healing process. Oh yeah. Getting rid of the inflammation you talked about. Oh my God. Yeah. People don't realize is inflammation causes most issues within the human body, including injuries and shit. So, uh, a lot of the pain and discomfort from inflammation or in your body is from inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fasting kills it Mm -hmm. because you're processing all of it. Mm -hmm. You're not just continuing to fill that tank you know i like that analogy because there's times where i'm like i'm not really hungry and i'm sure we all do i'm not really hungry but that sounds good all mm-hmm. right and you fucking smash it you know like, oh dude i'm so fucking full yeah so so the way i fast is i i i'm more of go with the flow with like what the evening brings me as far as food and shit engage my next day off of that yeah um it would probably, I know it would be better if I watched closer to when I went to bed. Yeah. But I don't have a problem sleeping. So it's like, well, would it be better? I don't know. Yeah. Um, science says it's better. So mm-hmm. you are resting and rejuvenating, but I also don't ever really feel that tired during the day. So right. everybody's different. And For sure. that's the most important thing to remember is, you know, dumping shit in your body is not going to work for everybody, even if you fast for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. And plus burning it, you know, Mm. you burn it, you stay active when Mm. when you are eating and filling the tank repeatedly. So Mm -hmm. so again, so many factors, just like nature and nurture. So, but I I think it'll benefit everybody. And I think it's on a spiritual level, it's a way to like, you, you hear about Jesus went into the desert and fasted for 40 days, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think it's a way to deprive human need so you can tap into deeper parts of Definitely, the spiritual man. realm. And, and so when you de- deny that that need, mm-hmm. you're you're basically pushing yourself into the other realm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's kind of like a um kind of like the Buddhist thing with the the suffering mm-hmm. or or the monks, you know, that that some believe they have to suffer to to find liberation sure. and um who knows? I think I think they might be onto something. Yeah. But again, everybody is different. <laughs> yeah, so it all depends on your path. So who knows? Who really knows? But I think there is something deeply spiritual about uh, depriving that basic human need. And another thing I heard that I really liked is if you can control what you put in your mouth, you can control any aspect of your life. Wow. Because we're so driven and orally fixated yeah, definitely. as food consumers. For the need, you mm-hmm. know. So if you can control what you put in your mouth, you can control any. Of that. I was like, holy shit, that makes sense because I can't control shit at what I eat. Mm. You know, once I start eating, because I might finish a meal and then I'm like, where's dessert? I yeah. could have sugar after a, a mm. good meal. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really search out sugar and food, and I'm not a dessert person. I don't really do too many sweets. Oh, fuck, I could live off sweets. I mean, it probably would be very long. Yeah, <laughs> have diabetes. 
but not big on Man, I am. Halloween's hard just because I like like fucking Skittles and Starburst. That's about it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of sugar in other fucking food that I eat, and I eat a lot of processed oh, yeah. shit. But I mean, and and the trick is that gets most people is like they're so clever with marketing and and oh. additives and preservatives. It's like yeah, it says sugar free, but there's eight sugar, you know, uh, man made yeah, right. man made sugar substitutes that are like. A hundred times worse for you than just consuming some fucking sugar. You can't, yeah, you can't even process it. Right. It's like, and then you see the natural flavors. Like, what the fuck is the ingredients in the natural flavors? That's not an ingredient, right? This is what you fucking wrote. What a, what what it falls under there? There's like fifty things that falls under natural ingredients. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Fuck or is natural wrong flavors. With transparency, dude. What is wrong with transparency? Why can't we just have it? I want some transparency. Because it's, they, not, they it's not good, that's why. But the thing is, people still consume if the shit is told, right in your face yeah, anyway. If you told people what was in it, I guarantee you at least still 50 to 65, maybe even 75, 80% of people would still fucking eat that garbage because it tastes good. That's yeah. all most people well, give not, a fuck about. And not only that, but like it, it's timeless as well. Like you don't, I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. A lot What's of that? shit food. Yeah, it's quick about. and easy. It's convenient. If that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, it takes no time at all. Yep. So I, I guarantee was, you, people are still going to eat it. Just be transparent for those of us who would like to know what the fuck you're actually putting in our food <laughs> so I can say, no, that's not for me. So here's the dilemma I always have in the ego battle that I always have with that shit. It's like, well, if you're such a fucking creator of your own reality, can't, you're, can't you train your body to negate that shit they're trying to poison you with? And fucking store it in your shit and shit it out. You know what I'm saying? Like train your. I don't fucking know. I, I go off on some weird fucking if, rabbit holes. If Joe Dispenza can rebuild his spine. Fucking a. Thank you. Can control. <laughs> you got what your body actually absorbs. You're absolutely right. Uh, that, absolutely right. Try harder. Yeah, and you, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Fucking step up to the plate. You know, we're only as fucking powerful as our. our and then teach me your ways beliefs. when you do it. There's a challenge, dude. Eat McDonald's for the next 30 days. And not gain weight. And not gain weight. <laughs> Only take the nutrients your body needs out of it and shit out everything okay. else. Okay. Check your diet. I'm going to eat like, yogurt parfaits. Everything. Like, check your stuff. Like, hey, I before. ate McDonald's, motherfucker. Right. You didn't specify what I had to get from McDonald's. Like your blood pressure and shit. Check it before. Well, diabetes check runs it after my family. That. That's probably not a good idea. Because <laughs> I do have that genetic hey. predisposition, not was, genetic determined factor. Yeah. But, but the, pre, the predisposition to more likely get it. So eating McDonald's would not be a healthy choice for but 30 I'm, days. But I'm it's also, not a healthy choice for anybody. But I'm also yeah. not that disciplined in my mental and, and disciplined practices, you know, to yeah. to attempt that. Like that, those are like master like level skills. Like, yeah, what do you say? He spent like eight hours a day thinking about how the spine is supposed to be. Yeah, because he was paralyzed. He was yeah. laying in his bed and he, he said every time that he his concentration would break, he'd he start, would over. Start, start over. over. He had to get two hours straight and said he would go eight to ten hours some days because he couldn't get two straight hours. Most people couldn't get two straight minutes of trying to piece together a spine oh, in man. their mind. And it helped that he was in the medical field yeah. with, that he knew what the fucking spine was supposed to look like. That's true. But still, nevertheless, I mean, speaks to the superhuman ability yeah. of, of trusting. I mean, God gave us the most miraculous healing machine in the world, and it's the vessels we fucking reside in. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're just shit all over it and tear it down. Right. <laughs> right. 
So if Joe Dispenza can recreate his, his back with hours of meditation and, and thinking about something in his head, you know, and then really practicing it and stuff like then we could really make an impact on our days with five minutes of meditation in the morning, or even just thinking about how our day is going to go and how we plan to meet it every day. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know, Absolutely, man. That's how powerful we are. Yeah. And, and, and more. To think that mm-hmm. that would just be five minutes. That's it. You know, that ain't shit. I saw a thing today. It's like you work 40 to 60 hours a week. You sleep for 56. You do something else for X amount of hours. You still have 65 hours of your week. Stop thinking and do. Mm. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time, like that's a lot of fucking time. That yeah, just a little increments of dead time that you're not your fiddle farting around on your phone and shit adds up. Yeah, here here's a good example of this. Like I've been I've been thinking about cleaning the drain out in the bathroom <laughs> for a while now. Yeah. You know, because every time I go to use it, I, it clogs. Yeah, and Kayla likes to wash her face and stuff, and so like I'm sure that's got to be stressful because it's stressful for me. Right. She uses it all the time. Yeah. So today I just stopped thinking about it. I just did it. And I looked up a YouTube video of how to do it and like take the sink apart and shit. Got in there, found why the sink is clogged and got that out. Almost puked. <laughs> Look like a dead rat. Yep. It was, yeah, it, it did. Yeah. It smelled like it too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't think about it. Just, just did it. Yeah. Create your reality. But I did think about it, though, because I was like, well, what (laughs) what tools do I need in order to make this successful? I need a little bucket so the water... that's like planning. I mean, I guess it's still a thought process, but it's a productive thought process. It's a different kind of thought. True. Okay. Yeah, because I think about it. It's not just saying, I should should really get to that and then letting it go. That's a different kind of thinking about it. Planning. A planning thought process. Yeah, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna continue this fasting thing. It's it's been it's been great. Yeah, yep. yeah. Maybe I'll start up and uh, with the veggie based stuff and see yeah. see if it's different for me this time. Yeah, like I said it helped me a little bit last time, but I kind of felt like I just hit a plateau and then it stopped mm-hmm. fucking working. It, That's when you extend your time, brother. Mm-hmm. It's like a deeper. Or I talked to Eric about today doing like a three-day fast like a total fucking throwing in a couple of random fasting days or three days two days whatever yeah to mix it up and i said holy shit that's a fucking long time i was like no i was like no i'll I'll hold you accountable but i'm good i've only done that one i've done a three-day fast yeah once i did one and failed one oh i've failed it a hundred times i've tried to start three-day fast several times but i've done it successfully once what was your greatest takeaway from it, you think? Um, I was not thinking about it in that sense. So let me ask you this, because there is a difference because words carry weight. Were you fasting or starving yourself? I was... Because Br- Brittany says she fasts, but really she just doesn't become mindful to eat until she's like, oh, No, 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 it, it was you intentional. I, I said I was going to fast for three days, but it was... Um, I don't even remember how old I was or when, but it was sometime probably around the divorce and stuff and me thinking I was going to go back to the gym and get back in shape and, you know, get myself back out in the dating world after Chelsea and shit. 
and it, it was a conscious decision to, to fast and to do nothing but water. And I think I allowed myself coffee and that was it for three days. But then I went to the gym for like two weeks and then I just fucking quit. So it was, I wasn't really thinking about it in that sense. It was more so just of a, I feel like shit because of this divorce. I'm going to try to find to something to do to make myself feel better. And yeah. then I didn't stick to it. Right. Had sex with a hot girl and was just like, well, that was successful. Well, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and then just fucking Goal went achieved. back to bullshit. Woo. I was probably like 22 at that time versus, you know, my mindset now where if I went into a three-day fast now, it would be for a reason. Yeah. And I'd probably pull something from it. All I pulled from it then was it got me laid. Yeah. Which it didn't probably, but yeah. It sank you into the right mindset to get laid, right? I'm sure. The right yeah. vibe. Did something. So Either that or I was determined. <laughs> <laughs> but well played, sir. Well played. So so the three day fast is like a cellular, complete cellular rejuvenation and repair. It's like so when you start to deprive yourself and everything works as one, it's repairing itself and rejuvenating, but on a collective level. And the deeper and deeper you get, the more you deprive yourself of of those needs, it starts to uh, work on the individual cell. Mm. And it starts to work on itself. And then, and that, in turn, when all those recharged, powerful individual cells come back together, the whole is that much more powerful. And, you know, a good way to break fast, and that's, I think, another important thing about fasting is what you eat coming out of it. Because if you go and fucking get Wendy's and mcdonald's after you do a three-day fast it's like what the fuck did you do your three-day fast for so like juicing i know you've been big on juice and you've talked about juicing before that's a, a super powerful one to come out of out of a fast with and kind of rejuvenate your whole fucking system and including your immune system it's really really powerful for your immune system the three-day three-day five-day fast yeah, yeah. but it's, it, like- it's it's something you need to work up to, so don't go out and starve yourself for three days after you listen to this. I kick off a three-day fast to, to start my fasting, maybe. Once Caroline's gone and all that's done and I can yeah. think about it and plan it out. See, I, I would I would recommend, and this is just my experience, is work your way up to it for anybody. But if you're the jump right in type, then for me that brings more stress because I think that's how I failed my first one. I was like, three days, that ain't fucking shit. See, for and me, I that's, that's when I did better with it. Fuck. It's just when I did a three day on a whim every time that I've like sat down and tried to plan it and you yeah. know, think about it is when I find ways to think about excuses. Yeah. So if I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Right. Tomorrow I'm starting a three day fast. Yeah. Then I'll do it. Everybody's usually he's different. Yeah. I'll at least make it a day or two. Whereas if I think about it, then I'm like, you know what? That's not going to work. Cause I got this, this and this. Right. So I'll just do it the next it. day or, you know, and then it just gets put on the back burner until it's forgotten. Until it never happens. Yeah. Right. I feel so. I feel that. So once everything's gone and I start looking at my routine and figuring out when I'm going to wake up, I'll just fucking pick a day and say three day fast. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, even the time that I was successful, I like towards the end felt super oh, yeah. irritable and just, it was just better that I stayed away from people. And I, you know, I hate you hate to put yourself through that or your family. Like, why is dad staying away? It's like, well, he hasn't eaten in three days. <laughs> you I, uh, don't fucking poke a, a bear. Yeah. You know? I think I'm going to try. Yeah. Zero caffeine. Are you? Yeah. Best wishes, brother. I don't know for how long I'll make it, but I want to try. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just coffee? All caffeine. No, no, but I mean, is that where you oh, get for your right coffee? Now, I'll have I mean, your caffeine. I'll have the occasional energy drink, like a bang or bang, whatever, like. Today I had one. 
and I don't think I had had one. Well, I had one yesterday at King's Island, then I hadn't had one for most of the time I was on vacation. So like five or six days, but I'll probably have one or two a week. Yeah. Especially if I'm working like a double at work or something. I'll, that's where I'll get my caffeine from. Yeah. But I'm not sure because it's in so many things that you're not really aware of, like what all I might <laughs> be really pulling it from. So I have to find out. But, but for the most part, I would say most of my caffeine comes from either energy drinks or coffee. So yeah. just cutting those out would be a big chunk of it. And then anything else that it might be in. Is there a reason just to see if you can do it or just to see if I can do it? I want to try. I would like to try to do 90 days, no sugar, no caffeine. Dude, you got to start with five minutes of meditating, brother. Well, I'm not saying I'm going to start that shit tomorrow. I just, but at some point here soon, I would like to try to do. No caffeine, no sugar. For, yeah. Even if it's just for 30 days. I just want to see if I can do it. Right. Not doing it tomorrow. I'm not in the mental right. state and I'm not anywhere prepared to do it. But I've just been thinking about it. And maybe after I've been in my routine for 90 days to six months or something and then have had time to sit with myself, figure all that stuff out, I want to try it. And mostly it's just because Paulin talked about how fucking reinvigorating he <laughs> how it was like and how it was almost a yes. trip. Yeah. To, to reintroduce it it's not something i think i want to or even could swear off forever right but just to push yourself to get it out of your system for that long and then reintroduce it and and try to have some control with it i think that's why that's why i want to do it yeah it's to be able to have some control over it to where now he said he's only intaking caffeine you know once or twice a mm-hmm. week and it's he like uses it as a tool to push himself to get stuff done oh, i sure. want to be able to try to do that right instead of just fuck i think i'll have some caffeine today mm-hmm. Instead of um, instead of being part of the process, allow it to be a additive to yeah, the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I think I want to try it at some point, sometime in the next six months to a year. I'm going to try to do somewhere between thirty and ninety days, no caffeine, no sugar. Good luck. Good luck, brother man. I like how we're all challenging ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. I wanted to read the entry today for uh, Nepo. <laughs> just because good, it was Nature vs. Nepo, and I just, or Nature vs. Nature Nurture, and I wanted to see, you know, just a weird synchronicity if anything came up for today's date. Let me go get it. Hold on. I got it here. It's a good one. Because I've been reading it before I went to bed, and I was like, well, today I'm going to read it before the podcast. Yep. I want to find out. Just see if it synchronicity comes up because it came up with Brittany. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who brought it up, talking about our kids under the same roof. And then it's been part of the podcast that, I mean, it's been part of Rogan within the last week or two of me listening with a person or two. Um, and then for it to be the topic, I was just like, you know what? I wonder if that shit's going to pop up somewhere else. Dude, I'm pretty sure that, well, I know for sure I wrote gold chocolate next to it in my in my book. So I'm pretty sure that it was the night that we ate the gold chocolate and we couldn't figure out life and we had to call somebody to come get us. I'm pretty sure it was that night. What was that night? Today was that night. So it talks about like like just being able to float away in a moment of chaos. And we were in a very chaotic situation that night. 
and someone came to rescue us and we floated away. And when we floated away, we were good. What night were you talking about? Golden chocolate night. Which is I had a feeling that's uh which is what I wrote. Oh yeah. On today's like, entry. Yeah, that was a that was a really powerful experience. Yeah, how synchronistic is that though? Right. That was what, two years ago today? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That it ended up being a really beautiful night. Yeah, we it was really awesome. For like four hours and just having some really beautiful conversation. But the entry talks about chaos. Yeah. Something along those lines and finding the peace in the chaos. And when you, when you like float away from yeah. the situation. Yeah. You, you peace. Yeah. And boy. Yeah. That, that was, was um, Yeah, so it's about it's about letting go. Letting go, yeah. Yeah. Knowing that you'll be held up even when you let go of control. Oh dude. <laughs> yeah, we were held up that night for sure. Boy. Um, so we went letting out how, we told you the story. Probably. We went out to my mom's house. My mom lives on like 500 acres out towards, um, out in Morrow off of 22 and 3. And we're like, oh man, we'll go out here. No light pollution. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be so perfect. Oh my gosh. We are so excited. Man. Well, the day comes and it is like 105 degrees out. That's what I was just thinking about. I was like, dude, it was ridiculously hot. Dude, it was so hot. And, it didn't cool off at night and it was so humid and my mom had just cut the grass. So it, like bless her. Like, cause she like wanted she to make was it trying perfect to make for it perfect us, you know, like she, the fire. God, that was so cool. And so not only are the, is the grass like dewy <laughs> because it's so humid and all the like cut grass is sticking to everything and Dude, it was miserable. Yeah. Like at one point, we decided that we were going to jump in the neighbor's pond. So we walk over to the pond because it was so hot. Like it was uncomfortably hot to be just sitting outside by a fucking Yeah, pond. 105 degrees in fucking Ohio with 70% humidity. Dude, we had a huge fire it's too. It's fucking terrible. Dude, we didn't know what to do. Like, and yeah. the, the, the mushrooms started kicking in and it was just all bad. And we would have went inside my mom's house. My, my sister lives with my mom. And before we started, my sister comes out and she's like, can me and my boyfriend and his friends come sit by the fire with you guys? And they're like beer drinking fucking rednecks. My sister's people. Just a whole different crowd. Just a totally, totally different crowd. Not the energy you want when you're sitting by the fire. Not the energy you want at all. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Just set and setting. Right. Not at all. And so my sister, whose house it is, says, can I sit by the fire? And I'm like, um, probably not tonight. Like, no, you can't sit by the fire at your house. Like, I already felt like a dick. So I'm like, dude, fellas, we can't go inside. I told her she couldn't come outside. We can't fucking <laughs> go inside. And so this like big ordeal internally for oh me and uh, Eric and Mike. It was just like, what the fuck are we going to do? It is so miserable out here. Do we lay in the driveway for like an hour? Like, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> Finally got in your Jeep. We got in the Jeep and turned the air conditioning on. And my Jeep is so fucking loud. Or we would have got in it before. Yeah. 
And my sister comes out and we're sitting in the Jeep and we're like, act like she, <laughs> act like she doesn't see it. Like trying to act like we weren't fucking in there. And this dude, it was a shit show. It was a complete shit show. Oh my God. Uh, it was one of those moments we were like, just stay as still as you can. Right. Like, nobody will see you. She's a T-Rex. Right. The loud rumbling Jeep just chilling in the driveway. With the air blasting, you know, you can hear people's airs outside of their car, you know, how it flips on and shit and the fan comes on. Like, you know, they're just blasting their air. It was on full blast. That was the most comfortable I was that night. That was great. And then after that was smooth sailing, but. Yeah. We got back to the house and. Never felt more comfortable in that Jeep though. Yeah. It was great. Where are we at, fellas? We're at Chad's house. Uh, we're at the 134 mark. 134. About that time. 345. I was just curious for the video more so. See if my phone actually made it. Never know. We'll see. That's a pretty good episode. Yeah. Nice. A little so, late afternoon episode. Before we part ways here or shut this all off, Ascended Masters, do we just want to go in like chronological timeline order? Or do we want to pick... The first one or two that we might want to talk about next week. Uh, I got two that I would like to talk about. You want about to start with I, those two? That I work with. Or you want to build up to those two? I don't. Well, I mean, I don't care. I was just asking. Just throwing out there. I'm indifferent. We can um, we can just address it however it comes up, I guess. I don't well, know. I want to know. I want to do research, right? So I want to study. Well, then you, you tell me. Them. Yeah, because I have no idea anything about Ascended Masters. So. Okay. Yeah, so. I'll look at the. Ascended masters are like uh, Buddha, Jesus, the ones that uh, achieved enlightenment or uh, basically like the creator mode. They embodied the creator mode. I'll go through it and got a full grasp. Read like a little synopsis. I won't get too much into it, but I'll go through it and we'll pick two. Yeah. Try to tackle two a week. Pick two as a, as a, are we going to do a series on them? Yeah. Oh, shit. We'll talk about them. We'll tell a little bit about their story and then we'll give our opinion about stuff and try to take lessons away from, I mean, fuck, there should be plenty of lessons if they're Ascended Masters to to try to integrate with. So, I mean, figure we'll talk about some of them and then talk about some ways to integrate some things to pull from their life and their teachings. So, let me ask you this. Do you think we should do Universal Law first then? No, let's do Universal Universal Law right after. Okay. It might be easier to understand the Ascended Masters and how they manipulated the Universal Laws and used them. I think vice versa. Okay. I think, by pulling, out the, I think by pulling out pulling the personal out, experience from people who have out. lived with it and then saying this is what they understood afterwards and integrating it all after. That's just me, though. Maybe that's just my train of thought. Hey. We all think different. We all process different. But let's go. I'm down for whatever, really. Me too. You know me. If we want to do universal law first, let's do it. You're, you're the producer, brother. You tell me what you want me to talk about, and I'll talk about it. We'll figure it out off air. Cool. All right. Everybody, another week. Episode 44 in the books. Nature, not verse nurture, nature and nurture. Yeah. And some other shit in between. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us on another episode of Lights at the Round Table. We out.